answers. As always, it is my pleasure that you've joined me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I'd very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself find this podcast and add it to their library of favorite podcasts. As you know, with Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen, coaching clients seeking their second chance, or you're a representative of a business college or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your organizational and learning environments. Feel free to contact me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. On the day that this podcast is airing, we are marked at six days past election day in the United States of America. One of the things that I want to talk about regarding election day is I'm so happy in the state of Florida that numerous returning citizens exercise their right to vote. As you know, voting is a real important step in the reentry journey because exercising one's civic duty is the first step of one of many steps of full participation in, the, in, in one's citizenship. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll notice that I highlighted the election of Ms. Tara Simmons. I believe Ms. Simmons is the first formerly incarcerated individual returning citizen to be elected to public office. She's now a state senator in the state of Washington. Congratulations, Senator Simmons. All members of the returning citizens community are very proud of you. We know that you'll continue to build on the hope of complete and optimal reintegration and participation in American society. Speaking of reintegration and participation in American society, as you know, in previous podcasts, I mentioned that I serve in a volunteer role as the chairperson of the board of directors for the Florida Justice Center. The Florida Justice Center is a nonprofit legal referral, bail assistance, reentry, and social social service agency. As part of the election season, the staff of the Florida Justice Center had a campaign called Restore the Vote Campaign. In the state of Florida, when one has finished their sentence, their right to vote cannot be reinstated until they've paid all court fees and fines and things of that nature. The Restore the Vote Campaign, the objective was to help raise money to help people pay for those fees who may otherwise not be able to pay for those fees. I'm happy to report that the Florida Justice Center was able to re-enfranchise 24 returning citizens who now became 24 voters. In total, the Florida Justice Center was able to raise and pay off $1,148 in fines. Once those fines were paid, those returning citizens became registered voters, and I'm happy to report that they cast their votes and their voices were heard this past election day. And I'm even more happy to report that their voices would be heard on future election days as well. At the Florida Justice Center, there's a couple of things that we do. We do bail assistance where we help people that were arrested protesting in social justice demonstrations. We provide legal defense where we match defense attorneys with low-income individuals arrested in South Florida. And when it comes to reentry, we provide training and connections to social services for individuals that are just released from prison. The Florida Justice Center, we operate on donations and grants And if you want to support our ongoing Restore the Vote campaign, if you want to support our bail assistance program, our legal assistance program, and our reentry initiatives, visit us at www.fljc.org. That's www.fljc.org. And feel free to donate whatever's in your heart and whatever you can 
to any of to any of our initiatives, whether it be the bail fund, the legal defense fund, our reentry our reentry support. It will definitely help a lot of people, and we continue to do that as far as our missions to make sure that returning citizens have optimal opportunities to reintegrate into society. And now, on to today's topic of today's podcast. Today's podcast is called The Blueprint. Webster's Dictionary defines a blueprint as a noun, as a design plan, or other technical drawing. We won't talk about technical drawings, but we'll talk about it as the design plan. And what is that design plan? That design plan is how we could secure employment for returning citizens. The biggest barrier to reentry for returning citizens is employment. In the first year of being released from prison, 60% of returning citizens fail to reenter the labor market. It could be because they're unable to get hired, maybe there's a lack of skills, maybe they've been gone away for too long, and a lot of times it could be collateral consequences of being incarcerated. This leads to this leads to a 70% recidivism rate whether whether they're on parole or probation or whether they've completed their sentence, they could they could fall into recommitting crimes because maybe out of desperation or not having anywhere else to go. And that 70% recidivism rate is really prevalent, especially in the first three years of being released from prison. Employment, sustainable employment, reduces that recidivism rate anywhere from 45 to 55%. That is significant. In addition, higher education also is able to reduce recidivism. Statistics show that if one has vocational training, that recidivism rate drops from 70% to 30%. If the returning citizen has an associate's degree, that recidivism rate drops from 70% to 13.7%. If the returning citizen has a bachelor's degree, the recidivism rate drops from 70% to 5.6%. And if that returning citizen has a master's degree or higher, that recidivism rate drops from 70% to 0%. So certainly that is wonderful investment to make sure that we're able to open educational doors and employment opportunities for our returning citizens as it's an, as it's an interest to build the economic base, promote public safety, and really promote rehabilitation. With returning citizens, their objective really when they come home is just to live a normal life and look to be employed. So when we look at the blueprint, let's look at the blueprint and start that blueprint as far as the job search is concerned. I'm really old school in that process. And I mix it in with a couple, with a little bit of technology as well. My first step is gonna be really old school. The first step in that blueprint is to get a spiral Cambridge notebook. Just get a notebook and a pen and take notes throughout the job search and any pertinent notes throughout that job search, it will certainly help. With technology now, instead of in, in the old days, we didn't look through the newspaper for a job. Now we look on technology boards. For returning citizens, I could direct you to helpforfelons.org. That's H-E-L-P-F-O-R-F-E-L-O-N-S.org. Helpforfelons, which is all one word, .org. Also, I could direct you to jobsforfelonshub.com. J-O-B-S-F-O-R-F-E-L-O-N-S-H-U-B dot com, all one word. In jobsforfelonshubs.com, there's a free guide that you can subscribe to through your email, find full-time and part-time jobs in your local area. You could also look at digital job boards such as Indeed.com, Idealist.com, OpportunityKnox.org. I think now it's opportunitynox.org is probably workforgood.org, but double check on that. Also, create a 
profile on LinkedIn.com. LinkedIn.com is like a living, breathing resume, digital resume, which can which enables you to connect to other people in your professional networks and like interest, and you can really connect with them. Also, you know, I'm also I'm always an advocate for Google. You can find different digital job boards and opportunities through utilizing Google, because as we always say, successful people use Google. The next step is developing your resume. Your resume is really important as part of your reentry focus, because your resume is your is your tool that you use to market yourself. It highlights your experience and the things in which you could do. One of the tips I'll say and you you should have in your resume is whatever work experience you have, you should highlight your measurable outcomes, your measurable outcomes in the, in the different jobs that you had. And what I mean by measurable outcomes, like if you was in a sales position, how much in sales did you generate in a particular year? How much money did you save the corporation? Well, how, what were your customer service ratings like? Those type of measurables that people could see that success is measured. Success leaves a blueprint, as we talked about last week. I believe that a resume, there should be no expense left as far as on the table left to do your resume. You should utilize the services of a social service agency or a professional coach or here at Second Chance Coaching, we could help you develop your resume as well. So certainly look to look to have someone help you develop that resume because your resume is really your job search business card. It gives that first impression when someone is looking at who they want to have fill a certain position. And you wanna have a professional resume with a professional touch because when you're looking for a job, a job search is a job. If you don't have a job right now, you should really be dedicating eight hours a day to looking for a job. If you're transitioning between jobs and you're looking to go from one job to another, at minimum, you should be applying for five jobs daily. When you put all those numerous job applications and inquiries out there, you'll start to get little bites. You'll start to get returns. And that's when, and that's when you know that you're, that you're really in the, in the job search mix and the job search hunt. And that starts with the phone call. Let's, let's walk through it right now. You may get a phone call, phone rings. And then the person says, hello, my name is so-and-so and I'm calling from XYZ company. May I speak to Richard Lewis? My response would be, good morning. Yes, this is Richard Lewis. How can I help you? Then they would say, you submitted an application for our XYZ position. And we're interested in conducting an interview this coming Friday at 10 a.m. Is that acceptable? Yes, absolutely. I look forward to speaking with you on Friday. Now, of course, you have your notebook out and ready because you're taking notes because they may tell you in a pre-COVID environment, they may tell you where to go and where the interview is going to be located at. In a COVID environment now, in a pandemic environment that we're in right now, that interview may be held via Zoom or Cisco WebEx and you have to write down those details. So it's really important to have a notebook. Now, today is Monday. This podcast is broadcast on a Monday. And let's say hypothetically, this interview is on Friday. So you're still going to keep applying for other jobs, but now you're in the mindset that you're prepping for this interview that's going to be coming on, coming up on Monday. So now what's the first thing that you do? Number one, you go online, go to Google. Once again, successful people use Google. Research the company and three specific things you want to look at about the company. You want to look at the company's mission statement. You want to look at their about us, like what about that company to give a synopsis of what that company is about and really learn more about the product and service of that company. Also too, in your notebook or on your computer, hopefully you save the job posting. So you can look at the job posting again and see what qualifications and what things they're looking for in the particular job that you applied for. 
and that you could also, that will help you prepare for that. Also, prepare yourself for the likely questions you'll get. Here are some of the five questions you'll get in an interview. One, tell us about your knowledge of our company and how does this apply to your career path? Two, describe a time when you had a difficult situation at work. What strategies did you use to overcome that situation? Three, why are you interested in this position? Four, please describe your strengths and weaknesses. And because you're a returning citizen, and if you're not in a ban the box state, you might have had to check off you've been convicted of a felony conviction. So you may get asked during the interview, we notice you've checked off that you have a conviction and you said you would explain it to us in the interview. Would you be so kind as to share those details with us? Now, in those five questions, you want to prepare yourself in knowing that those five questions you're going to get. You want to think through and rehearse your answers. Use your smartphone. You have a smartphone. Use your smartphone to record yourself. Use your smartphone. When you're recording yourself, you can see your answers. You can see your facial expressions. You can see your body language. You can see how you answer those questions. As a returning citizen, when you go to the job interview, I think you should always also have with you what I like to call your second chance portfolio. Now, from an old school standpoint, in a pre-COVID environment, you could buy, you could you could take those documents old school and bind and bind and bind them up, and you could always hand it to the person either before or after the interview, or you could always get a small megabyte flash drive, and you could upload those documents on a flash drive, and you could give that flash drive to the person. Now that we're in a pandemic, it may be something that you would have to email those those documents to the person that you're interviewing with, but you should always pre present that second chance portfolio. And what should be included in that second chance portfolio? One, I think you should at least have four letters of reference. Four letters of reference, those letters could be from a former supervisor, a former professor, a work colleague, you know, people that have good solid titles with good backgrounds that really will will vouch and stand up for you in their in, in your in their letters of reference for you. Have copies of any certificates of completion or diplomas. Have another copy of your resume. If you have any documented volunteer accomplishments or awards, put that in there as well. If you have past performance evaluations that were really good, put those in there. Any transcripts from schools that you went to. And certainly if you we work together we could customize your second chance portfolio based on the job you're applying for, the situation that you're in, and what it is that you have to really put your best foot forward when you're interviewing with someone. At the conclusion of that interview, of course, in a pre-COVID environment, you provide a firm handshake, and you certainly email them at the end and give them and email them a thank a thank you letter. In a, in a pandemic environment, of course, you give your thanks in the Zoom or a Cisco WebEx environment definitely email them a thank you letter. As you receive more interviews, as you're putting more applications out, you'll continue to do this process over and over and continue to be diligent and you'll obtain that employment guaranteed. I promise you that because that's what I had to do and it worked out for me. It will work out for you. As you continue doing these interviews, you'll get more experience. You'll get promoted in the jobs that you're in. You'll get promoted and get more experience. You'll continue to promote yourself into your next job. You could promote yourself and start your own business and invest in yourself. As you go through this process, you'll continue to be confident, be truthful in the answers that you give, and always be eager to learn and refine your skills in whatever job that you're in. And as you go through this journey, once again, 
If you'd like to work with me one-on-one as a returning citizen, as a coaching client, as a representative of a business or college and university, you want to see what kind of students or what kind of employees that you're bringing in and how you want to screen them out, contact me via email at richardasecondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, you've been blessed to see another day, which means you've been blessed with your second chance. So certainly make the best of it. I love you all. Take care and be well.